Hello again and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers, you're very welcome. Please check the three dots menu at the top or look along the bottom row until you see a cog icon. Click that, click the word quality, and then upgrade the quality of your video to 720p or 1080p so that you have a better picture to work with. I'm still continuing in the America series and today the Lord is having me do something a little bit different. Today I am going to be delivering a prophecy that the Lord gave me early this morning. I would say about 7 or 8 a.m. sometime in between them, in between there. And um, it, it was out of the book of Jeremiah. I've shared uh, many times before that in my opinion, the book of Jeremiah and the book of Ezekiel are very heavy prophetic books. You read those books, you don't come across anything very positive for the nation of Israel. Just a lot of charges, meaning that God reads out all the indictments and um, the things that he is angry about, all the ways that the nation of Israel failed him and broke the fidelity that existed between her depicted as a woman in scripture and the Lord who is always depicted as her lover and her husband and the one who basically made Israel great. So Jeremiah and Ezekiel did not have easy commissions and not much in the book is positive imagery in Jeremiah and in Ezekiel's book. The Lord had me read all of Jeremiah 8 and Jeremiah 9 today and then he instructed me that I will read and paraphrase Jeremiah 8 on camera. And he also gave me a prophetic word that I am to read. And so I am not, this is not a written prophecy that's been published on the master's voice. And I am not going to actually write it out because the gist of what God is saying can be found in Jeremiah chapter 8 and Jeremiah chapter 9. All you have to do is read it for yourself. I will say this. There's a lot of people who still have not come to the realization, either because they're not exposed to channels like this or the channels of other true messengers that are bringing forth um, the revelation of what God has said, that the United States of America is not just some random nation. So she's not just one nation in the register of nations, uh, either at the top as America or somewhere near the bottom as the United States of America, which is her full name. This nation has been revealed by the Lord God in these end times to be the nation or the city known as Mystery Babylon. This city, this nation is discussed at length in the Bible in many hidden passages. And when you're reading these passages, you will not know that you're actually reading the specific judgment that God has for America unless the Lord reveals it to you. However, once he reveals it to you, it's impossible for you to miss. It's impossible for you to say, mm, I don't think this is us. I don't see how we've done these things and I don't see a good fit. I'm aware that there's teaching that's been out there for decades saying that Mystery Babylon is Iraq because it it's in the same uh, it's in the same geographical location as ancient Iraq, or they're saying that it's either Iraq or Iran because they're both in that same 
area as where ancient Babylon sat. Many hold the view that it is the Catholic Church, but I've been saying in many of the videos, just addressing it in a small manner as I go along, that the Catholic Church, Iraq and Iran, do not fit the descriptions that God gives of who and what Mystery Babylon is in Revelation, I think it's even Revelation 16, 17, and 18. She's depicted as the mother of all harlotries. There's not much that goes on in Iraq and Iran that we even know about throughout the world. Mystery Babylon is depicted as the nation that once used to be a golden cup in the Lord's hands. And when you think of that cup, when you think of that gold, it's talking about a nation that once used to hold the highest and the premier place, bringing the word of God to God's people. So she was once this cup, and with this cup, God would feed the nations the truth about who he, Yah, the God of all flesh, really is. But then Mystery Babylon began to defile herself, and she began to practice not one or two or five or twelve, but a multitude of harlotries. And the Bible says that Mystery Babylon dispensed these harlotries abroad. If you're not a Catholic, I know today that you would be hard pressed to think of a single thing that they practice in Catholicism that you're doing at your home right now. You don't know what is on Catholic hot list news, at least I don't, and nobody really knows what they're doing over there in that tiny city in the Vatican. But as I shared before, everybody knows the pulse of the United States of America. Everybody knows every single trend, every single ideal, every single idea, every single hot topic that comes up in this nation and at the press of a button with a snap of a finger, whatever the United States does or whatever the United States prescribes is instantly disseminated, shared and known around the world. And so by these things, we come to know that Mystery Babylon is a nation that everybody visibly sees visibly adores because she is described as very beautiful, intoxicating, like a woman that is irresistible to all. All the nations want to emulate her. All the nations want to follow her. All the merchants want to do business with her. Iraq and Iran spend half their time under one international ban or another that America has convinced everybody else to put these nations under. And who on earth is the Vatican trading with? Their main product is religion. It's America that the Bible says that when she receives her judgment, the merchants of the world, they will put their hands on their heads and lament because it says who will buy their goods? Who will buy their spices? This nation is the central nation to international trade and commerce. She basically sets the bar for what everybody else sells and the price that they can sell it at. She's a nation of influence, of power, and of great military strength. And Mystery Babylon, the harlot, the woman in scarlet, who is seen riding on the back of the beast in the book of Revelation, is exactly what America is. So even if I had not given this preamble and said all these things, I could simply fall back and say that here on the Master's Voice, I, Celestial, am bringing forward this word that the Lord has said that Mystery Babylon is America, and that's what he said. 
I then leave it for the viewer to make their decision as to whether they will pray about these things, seek the Lord about these things, recalibrate whatever beliefs they might have or not. The name of today's word is very telling. It's called, I will make it a desolation. And I received this word early in the morning of March 24th, 2021. Jeremiah chapter 9, verses 10 and 11. They will flee to the four corners of the earth. This is not exactly what the scripture says. This is the paraphrase of the scripture. And this is what I am reading verbatim as the Lord gave me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do my best to go through Jeremiah chapter 8 as a paraphrase, discussing it, and then you can read Jeremiah chapter 8 and Jeremiah chapter 9, and you can come to the understanding that at least of today, from today, understand when you're thinking about America and thinking, where else can I find her besides um, Revelation 17, Revelation 18, and Revelation 16 in the Bible, you can find her in Isaiah chapter 13. You can find her in Jeremiah chapter 8, Jeremiah chapter 9, and Jeremiah chapter 50, and Jeremiah chapter 51. These are all chapters that the Lord always constantly speaks to me out of. You can also find the United States of America in Isaiah chapter 9, which is a chapter that God visits without rest. Chapter 9, and especially verses 10, 11, 12, 13, and 14. So if you're minded to go and study, to see for yourself like a good Berean, if these things be so, those are places that you can look. So Jeremiah 9, 10, and 11, this is what God said will happen to the United States. They will flee to the four corners of the earth. They will dwell in strange lands, and for the rest of their lives, they will weep and cry over the fate of their nation. It will be no more. Babylon will be destroyed. I will uproot it at the base. I will remove it from the register of nations so that it shall never be raised up again. For as long as the survivors live, they will remember the sins of their nation and how strongly the Lord judged them for their sin. Nobody will live there anymore. There will no longer be an America. This is the paraphrase of my word. Make sure to say what you have been given. And so I will go now to read what I read this morning. And the Lord was speaking to me through it. Jeremiah chapter 8. At that time, says God, they will bring out the bones of Judah's kings the bones of Judah's princes and Judah's priests. They will dig up and bring out the bones of Judah's prophets and the bones of everybody who died in Jerusalem and take them out of their graves and spread them out before the host of heaven, the sun and the moon and all the host of heaven that the inhabitants of this nation have loved and they served and they walked after and they sought information and wisdom from and they worshiped the host of heaven. The bones of their dead ones, their mighty ones, will not be gathered. They will not be buried. 
but they will be scattered like dung, like fecal matter, like waste upon the face of the earth. So this is this is a great shame. I've I've used this as a banner scripture in a post before on the blog, and verses one and two are talking of what in Israel and basically anywhere else in the world is seen as a great shame. When the bones of dead men are dug up, it's called desecration. I'm sure you, you we've all heard about um, grave robbers, and there's a reason that grave robbers work at night. It's a shameful business to crack open a grave and take the bones out. But notice whose bones God is saying here will bring shame to the nation he is addressing, which in this case is the United States of America. He's saying that the bones of the kings, the princes, the priests, the prophets, and the bones of the inhabitants of the nation will be dug up out of their grave. Now, God is not saying that people are actually going to come here and dig up bones. In history, digging up the bones of the great ones and scattering it upon the face of the earth is a huge insult. It is a huge shame when those who have passed on and been given, been given military funerals, famous funerals, kingly funerals like King David and King Solomon, when a great one in a nation has been buried in fanfare and laid to rest, and then later on, invaders come to the land and they beat the people in war, defeat them, take all their stuff, and then on top of them, on top of all that shame and pain, they crack open the graves and take out the bones of the Elijahs and the Elishas and throw them everywhere. Open the tombs of the kings and throw the bones everywhere. It is a great a painful and an insurmountable insult and shame to the inhabitants of that nation. And God is saying here that because the people of America practice so much false worship, worship of the sun, the moon, and the host of heaven. God is not saying that America actually goes outside and prays to the sun and prays to the moon, but we cannot pretend that we don't know that this is the nation that is actively working and so far has been quite successful in allowing Satanism into the schools. Satanism is now part of the U.S. curriculum in several states, and it's not there as a subject, but it's there as an elective which basically means that after normal school hours are done, if your children go to after classes and they want to take up lacrosse, they can. At the richer schools, if they want to ride horses, they can. But in any school, if your kid wants to sign up for the Satanist class, he can, she can. I don't know of a single other country that has gotten to that point. Satanists are allowed to be a religion here. They lobby and they spend actually quite a lot of time in court suing for their right to have their commandments and to have their statues put up and things like that. And for the most part, they're actually quite successful under the auspices of the Constitution, which says that there should be freedom for everybody. And so God is saying here that great shame will come to the United States because of the type of worship and anti-worship that she practices. And because she simply loves to follow every other type of God, including human beings, which is a very frequent charge that God makes against this nation. She loves to worship human beings, whether it's politicians, singers, actors, tech moguls, people who are trying to get the rich to the moon or whatever it is that they're working on at Amazon and Elon Musk's factory. And so because people love to hero worship and call people the GOAT, 
the greatest of all time. And the way they write about human beings in the comments section, you would think that these human beings couldn't die suddenly like so many celebrities actually do in this nation. God says for this, a huge and a great shame will come to America. And he says that in verse three, they will choose death rather than life. All those that are still alive and remain of this very evil family, they will go to the places where I drive them and there they will choose death rather than life. And so whether this is pointing to the fact that when Americans are scattered abroad, because he insisted that I make that clear, the Lord has insisted this morning, and I read it before I actually started going through the chapter, that the nation of America understand that she will suffer such devastations and such blows that there will definitely be a mass exodus from this place. Survivors will flee, he said, just conversationally to me, to the four corners of the earth. And he said there they will spend the rest of their life lamenting and languishing, and they will remember their sins. They will remember the sins of their nation. And whenever anyone asks them, American, tell me your story. He said that the pain of their lives will be being forced to repeat over and over and over what happened in America, what they did, what they were guilty of, and he said in this, they will live out the same pain that Israel had to live every time she sinned against God so much that he allowed her to be taken into captivity. And there in foreign lands like Assyria and Babylon and Egypt, she had to go over and over recounting the story of what a sinful nation she once was and how she drove God to finally judge her. And so God is saying here that those who live will actually desire death. They will feel like dying rather than living. But God says that they will be forced to remember for the rest of their lives in all the places where they go, that they are members of a very evil family. And that family is called America. And God says, moreover, say to them, thus says the Lord, will you fall and not rise? Will God turn you away and not return? Why then are the people of this nation constantly sliding back with a perpetual backsliding? They hold fast to deceit and they refuse to return. Now hear what God is saying. He's saying, what kind of nation is it that continues to wallow in her sin? Am I the kind of God that would turn people away in punishment and then not give a chance for them to return? Am I the kind of God that would strike down a nation and then not raise it up? And the answer is no. I always said that on this channel, I will stand and I will defend the Lord if it's the last thing I do. Historically, whenever God punishes, his hand is always stretched out to heal. He's like that parent that disciplines, but then when an adequate amount of time has passed, returns to the child. Not to apologize because discipline is necessary, but returns to the child to make it understood to that child why the parent had to take the action they took. The Lord will always raise up what he cast down. He will always bind up what he broke. He will always heal what he called to sicken. 
But he's asking America here, why do you continue to cling to backsliding as if I was the kind of God who, even if I judged you, I wouldn't give you a way back. And he said, it's because you love deceit that you refuse to return. And it needs to be understood. This is the reason that Mystery Babylon's punishment is permanent. Many nations were judged in the Bible, but it is only nations in the Bible and in, of course, our natural modern history that were so donkey-like that they could not be healed. There was no way to heal Pompeii. The things that they did in Pompeii, and God is so exact and just that even though Pompeii was completely wiped off the face of the earth in one fell swoop, the ash preserved their way of life. And so when that city, when that nation was finally dug up, archaeologists were able to find just how lewd and pornographic these people were. They had reached a point of degeneracy in their society where they had male sexual organs as statues all through the city. They had booths all through the city where you could come out and have sex in the open. It was acceptable and it was a way of life. And one of the things that the Lord has showed me in visions of the end times and how America will be is that people will have sex in public here in this nation. And I believe that um, the, one, one of the American pastors did say it. I think his name is Pastor David. He was the founder of Times Square Church, where he came out and he shared visions. He shared seven or eight visions when God showed him what the end of America would be like, how the citizens and the persons in this nation would behave. And one of the things he talked about was the Lord showing him sexual immorality so gross that he himself was shocked to the core. So, I can attest that God has shown me men and women in this nation sleeping with each other in the street and it will be normal. Pornographic information will be visible during the day on American TV. It will no longer be hidden at night as this country continues to go further and forth, further down the path that she has chosen. These things will be visible in front of children and the children themselves will be extremely hardened. I hearkened and I heard but they did not speak rightly. No man repented of his wickedness. Instead, they said, what have I done? Every man returned to his course, just like a horse rushing into battle. And so this just builds on the previous two verses. The Lord is saying that instead of being cut to the heart with messages that say, repent, God is about to judge this nation. People say, judge this nation. Don't you, the speaker, judge me. You can't judge me. God knows my heart. But God is saying that it's because he knows Mystery Babylon's collective heart that her judgment will never be turned back. The simple reason is that the destruction of this nation in Revelation chapter 17 and 18 prove that from the time I, Celestial, am speaking, and even from the times previous that many others were speaking, up to the time of destruction, repentance never came. Not enough repentance was made. Not enough hearts were won. Instead, the people became hardened with the process of time until they left God no choice but to judge her. 
And the Lord says, even the stork in the heaven knows her appointed times. The turtle dove and the crane and the swallow, they all know their times of the coming. But the people of God do not know the judgment of the Lord. You don't need me to tell you that if you were in a bunch of 10 Christians and you were brave enough to bring up coming judgment, you would probably never get invited to dinner again here in the United States. There's absolutely no awareness that God has judged this nation. This can't be surprising to anyone. The church is encouraging so many things that are anti-God and we're being told that we have to be this way so that we can win the world. But I've said it before, the world has actually won the church here in the United States and there isn't much left. Just some enclaves of places where people are willing to even die for their God and cling to their faith and mostly an individual candle burning in the hearts of people. But collectively, the church is greatly compromised in this nation. And therefore, if you speak to her about judgment, the state of deception that she's in is so deep that it's likely to cause an argument. You'll probably get insulted. You'll probably get, uh, what's the word? Canceled. And you'll be left on your own as a fringe dweller, a doom and gloomer is what they call it. And yet, this is the truth. The nation is under judgment. And God says that even the birds in, in heaven, the birds that fly in the sky know it, but the dwellers of the land don't. How can you say we are wise and we have kept the law of God, but in vain do you say it? The pens of your scribes write in vain. So to the Christian community that's always writing articles out there in well-known Christian magazines about the revival that's coming and the newsletters that are constantly going out, join this newsletter so that you can be part of the revival that's coming in the new wave of God. It's not for me, Celestial, to say that revival is not coming. But I did to say to one person who wrote me recently, revival is the fruit of repentance. Revival doesn't just drop down from the sky like the dew. Revival starts when a group of people actually begin to meditate on the word of God. And the more you meditate on the word of God, if you're doing it properly, you will begin to see the huge gap between Jesus Christ and you. It's not his intention to make us feel bad, but the Bible is a mirror. And every time when you look into it, you get to see how clean Christ's face is and how dirty yours is and how you would forever have a dirty face if not for the clean face of Christ. Revival is born as people look into God's word and people begin to see how different the word is from the surroundings, the environment and the life that's around them. When people begin to observe this dichotomy, this great distance between what God wants and what the society that they live in is doing, they become cut to the heart and they begin to weep and lament before the Lord like Daniel did in Daniel chapter 9 and 10 when he began to repent for the sins of his people because he saw that the end of the Babylonian captivity had come and yet no man was standing in the gap and praying and saying, God, we've served the punishment. Have mercy on us. We deserve the punishment for what we and our fathers have done. Forgive us and please help us. Revival comes when people repent, but not enough people in America want to repent. People are not even agreed on what repentance is. And so revival tarries 
The wise men will be ashamed. They are dismayed and taken, for they have rejected the word of the Lord. And what wisdom can you find in them? And yet, the nation continues to look to her figureheads and her mastheads, both in the political space, in the social space, in the economic space, and yes, in the religious space. She continues to listen to the tweets and the Facebook pages and the articles being written and the on-camera interviews being given by the thought leaders and influencers here. And yet God says that they are absolutely devoid of wisdom. And the reason that they have become fools is because they reject the word of the Lord. Here is something painful, verse 10. I will give your wives unto others, and I will give your fields to those that will inherit them. And every one from the least even to the greatest is given to covetousness, even from the prophets, even to the priests, each one deals falsely. I speak about false prophets, false teachers, and false pastors on this channel enough. There's no reason for me to flog a dead horse. In fact, I think that the reason some people come to this channel is simply to get a break from lies. And yet here the Lord says that the wives of the people in the United States will be taken by others and their fields, their lands, which means basically your property and everything that you have, including financial wealth, will be taken by others. And this is a direct reference to things that the Lord has continued to say, that Russia and China will come and completely annihilate life as we know it in this country. There will be an unknown attack at an unknown time, and it will be devastating. If you have not, as a new subscriber, watched the Russia and China playlist that I took the time to make for this channel, I really ask that you go and see it because that channel, that playlist explains so much about why the end of this nation will be a sudden and devastating blow that will be heartbreaking. And I also feel led to say at this time, Many people come here and argue that this cannot possibly happen because the children of God are not appointed to wrath. Please read your Bible properly. The judgment of Mystery Babylon has nothing to do with the wrath of God. It will be wrathful, but it has nothing to do with the trumpet and the bowl judgments, which are the wrath judgments in the book of Revelation. America is going to get her own special punishment. And among all the states of the United States, New York is going to get the worst punishment of all. She is the front runner of sinning among the, all the states of the United States. And God has said on multiple occasions that he will keep something special in store for her. Wrath of God in the book of Revelation, completely separate from the judgment of this nation. This nation will be judged for being an evil mirror that reflected Satan back to all the little children of the other nations. And they gazed into that mirror and modeled themselves after America. And for that, the Lord says that he will judge mystery Babylon without mercy. So the Lord says that the prophetic and the priestly leaders in this nation deal falsely. And here's why. He said they have healed the hurt of the daughter of my people slightly, saying peace, peace, when there is no peace. And this is absolutely correct. 
any place that you want to go, any church that you want to visit. It's always about the love of God. God, the reckless love God. Constantly loving in the face of sin, in the face of abortion, in the face of homosexuality, in the face of transgenderism, in the face of lies at the highest point of government, in the face of anything. God's role is simply to sit like a slave and love through it all. He's not allowed to judge sin. He's not even allowed through his true messengers and teachers and preachers to point out sin. He's not allowed to evangelize through the evangelists with the whole counsel of God. Even now when people evangelize in this nation, all they say is, God loves you, God loves you, God loves you. They never point to the fact that God needs you to change, that God needs you to separate from the lifestyle of sin, that God needs you to die to yourself, take up your cross and follow him. It's one big production. Love is sold and that's all that's sold. And so many people have been deceived by this. And that is why if you try to talk about change, judgment, repentance, the majority of modern day Christians don't get it because none of those topics has anything to do with love. And so God says in verse 12, were they not ashamed when they committed abomination? No, they were not ashamed at all. They did not even blush. Therefore, they that fall, they that fall shall fall, shall be among them that fall. In the time of their visitation, they shall all be cast down. When he says they that fall shall be among they that fall, that simply means that all in the earth that I that are appointed to desolation, to devastation, and to fall, the way soldiers fall in battle when you stab them with a sword, the way they fall, the Lord says that here in America. They will be among those that fall and that in their day of visitation, which is their day of judgment from him, they will indeed be cast down. I will surely consume them, says the Lord. There will be no grapes left on their vines, no figs in their fig trees. The leaves of their agriculture shall fade and the things that I, sh that, that I have given them shall pass away from them. Why do we sit still? Gather yourselves now, they say, and let us run to our defensed cities and let us be silent there. For the Lord our God has put us into silence. He has given us bitter water to drink because we have sinned against the Lord. The Lord has said to me, Celestial, that there will indeed be a bitter cup of judgment for this nation. If you have not seen the prophetic word and especially the video called Blood to Drink, it is on this channel. Please take the time to look it up. Please take the time to go to the blog and look it up. I will put both links in the description below. I have to say that one that is one of the most heartbreaking and graphic prophecies that I have ever seen or received from God. The images that I saw, the way that blood is spilled here. Let me put it this way. In Leviticus 18, the Lord takes his time to tell Israel, do not eat meat with the blood still in it. In America, it's not just about people going to restaurants and saying, oh, I'd like my steak rare. There is another type of meat that is eaten in this nation with the blood still in it. You might be interested to find out what exactly that is. Verse 15, we looked for peace, but no good came of it. 
And we look for a time of health and behold, we found trouble. And this again goes to the false teaching that is done here. The people are lamenting now that the judgment is being pronounced, but we were told that peace would come, but no good is coming to us. And we were told that we would enter into times of health, but behold, only trouble do we find. And I must say that it causes my heart pain when I think about what it will be like in the future, when the judgments of the Lord begin to fall and land like huge sycamores falling and being cut down in a forest, one after another after another, as I have seen them fulfilled in the prophecy the Lord gave me called the Iron Decree. It will be heartbreaking for many people to see the devastations, the shame, the way America will lose her place of prominence in the world. God gave me a prophecy where America was being totally ignored in the international space. Nobody cared what she had to say anymore. The new big boys of the international world were Russia and China with many people trying to shake President Putin's hand and be his right-hand man. Everyone was transfixed by how Russia and China had transformed themselves and America became very boring, obsolete, and just even the smaller nations were ignoring her. You will lose your pride of place and slide right down the registers of the nations to become a laughing stock and something that people don't take seriously anymore. The snorting of horses was heard from Dan and the whole land trembled at the sound of the neighing of his strong ones, for they have come and devoured the land, all that is in it, the city and all that dwell, dwell therein. Again, this is speaking of the coming towards the demise time of this nation of multiple enemies. They will be here physically on the ground. Please watch the Russia and China playlist and everything is described there. Verse 17, behold, I will send you serpents to sting you. I will send cockatrices among you and you will not be able to charm them, says the Lord. They will bite you. Have a prophecy on this blog. It's called a cockatrice shall pursue them. In it, the Lord gave me a vision of a huge mythological beast called a cockatrice. It's a very poisonous snake, has the comb of a rooster on top and legs. When that thing bites you, or if you even try to destroy it and say, let me crush its eggs, the poison that it carries is enough to annihilate whoever is trying to annihilate it. Excuse me, please. And so the Lord says that stinging judgments, poisonous judgments and painful judgments will come to this nation and you will not be able to charm or basically turn those judgments away. And one of those things is the health program that is just zipping along in this country. 100 million people so far, if the news is not lying, which you can't tell if they are. It's a staggering number, a staggering number that points to the fact that people just do not listen. The prophet says, when I would comfort myself against sorrow, my heart faints within me. He's basically saying that no matter how I try to think about this, no matter how I try to think about what God is saying, my heart is failing. Behold the voice of the cries of the daughter of my people, that because they now dwell in a far country. Why did they provoke me to anger with their graven images and with their strange practices? The harvest is gone. Our summer has ended. 
and we were not saved. The prophet says that because of how hurt my nation is, I also am hurt. I am black and shock has taken a hold of me. Is there no bomb in Gilead? Is there no doctor there? Why then is the health of my people not recovered? And so this is just a messenger sharing how broken his heart is. And he's sharing how prophetically he can hear the voice of the remnant crying because they have been scattered to distant lands after the nation is destroyed. And where is God? Is God not with us? Is our king not in our midst? He's asking. But God replies and said, why did you provoke me to anger with your idols and with your strange and evil practices? There are many things that the Lord has revealed that happens in this nation. As a woman, they, some of them, I, I look at them and I simply wonder, why would a person do this? The Lord has shown, again, Leviticus chapter 18 or Leviticus chapter 17, one of those, where it says that in the old days, if a woman was in what was known as her ritual impurity, simply means that her body was cleansing out um, the egg that broke down in her body and she was having what we all know as her time of the month. This woman was seen as unclean in the eyes of God and not that God hated her, but she was asked to live outside the camp in another area with other women who were going through the same natural process. After all, it is God who has made the female body and given us the ability to create life. And the process of life creation requires that we have an egg and if we do not make a baby, the egg has to depart so that a new one can be formed in the hope of a baby. There are people in this nation and around the world, this is not an American thing, but God was judging it here in the United States, that will partake in sexual relations during that time. It's not even anything that's a shame. I was so shocked when God showed it to me that I thought, no, surely not God. But if you even go on Amazon, you can find that Amazon has helpful tools that a woman can use during that time so that she can lessen the flow in order to enjoy intimacy. As a society, when you reach that point, what do you really want God to say? Where is God's wickedness in all this? I'm asking this because of the huge amount of backlash that I get, which really doesn't bother me. The huge amount of questions and but why is God saying this? Why would God not want to blot a nation out that does this? And then there's the group of people who say, but the, it's the leaders who have sinned. Why do the leaders sin? And then the people get punished. And I just don't even have the heart to come back and answer that person's comment and say, do you really think that because the White House is dirty and the leadership is dirty and the headship of most of the companies and most of the churches are dirty, do you then think that at the lower, lower, lower level, I mean, just the person who puts a backpack on their back, stands and waits for the train and go to work, do you really think that at the lower level, there's no filth in this country? Do you think that the child sexual abuse is only taking place with the elites? Do you know how many parents are pimping their children on Instagram, selling their children for sex? This is the nation that has birthed only fans, a place where young men and women 
have sex with themselves or other people, and then you pay a fee to watch. Is it the leaders who are doing that? And not only is this type of thing happening, but it's being made into one-hour specials on TV so that you can really find out more about it and be a voyeur if you like. I shared once that there's this TV program here in America called Lucifer. It's a serial on, uh, on Netflix. And whenever they drop a new set of episodes, Lucifer is the top trending show in America. Can't beat it, can't knock it. It won't come down until people have binge, binge watched it and that's when it drops in the rankings. Are we not aware that God has eyes, that he doesn't sleep and that he sees all these things? I've delivered the prophecy. I will make it a desolation. A desolation is a place that nobody lives anymore. And I have already read the scripture at the beginning, Jeremiah 9, chapter, Jeremiah chapter 9, verses 10 and 11, where God says, I will make it a desolation. I will drive them and they will live in other nations. And in those nations, they will weep, lament, and remember their sins. For strong is the Lord who judges her. I'm Celestial. Thank you for sticking with the video this far. God bless you. Share it as you are led. It's long because there will be no written prophecy for it. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Thank you to all who support my ministry. God bless you. Let me not leave that out. I appreciate your help. It enables me to get a lot of stuff done that I need to do. Thank you, and I'll see you again soon. Goodbye.